Oh crap. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Awesome force. Oh, you sound nice and clear. Ooh, clear. What clear? Welcome to On the Rocks with Ash and Kiki. I'm Kiki. I'm Ash. And we are here. We are gathered here today. Why are we here today? Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to get through a thing called life. Gross. Gross. How are you doing? I am okay. Um, I'm doing a lot of emotional labor and support right now. Um, it's been a rough week, and it's only Wednesday, but I am here. Same. Same, Zs. I'm here. I'm here it's and like I'm clear. Those last two months of the year, crazy stuff just starts happening. It does, and it just bothers me because, like, Anytime something happens close to, like, the holidays, I just, I get overly anxious because I'm, like, it's already hard enough to, you know, deal with the memories of people on the holidays. But then to associate losing them during those holidays is just, like, 10, 0 out of 10, 0 out of 5 stars. Would not recommend. I still love the holidays. I'm still here for you holidays. I hate the holidays. I'm trying. Um, I'm trying to become a holiday person next year. I decided I'm going to go. I'm going to retire from my non-holiday participant status in 2023. I always say the people who don't have like traumatic reasons for hating the holidays, you should still go to therapy anyway. <laughs> and you should also grow up. Let me just specify. I said the people who do not have traumatic reasons for not liking the holidays. <laughs> Just grow the fuck up already. Grow the fuck up. Um, do you have any shout outs? Um, my shout out is you. Congratulations on one year in Big Law. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. Yes. yes. I'm just so proud of you. And it's been such a great A, it's been great to just, you know, like watch my friend achieve such a major milestone in like the past year to kind of just like be able to watch your rise and then in a few months in a few weeks be able to kind of like join you it's gonna be your one year girl bye we ain't worried about that but like just to be (laughs) able to kind of like swap stories with you about the industry and you know I just feel like out of all the other things that we share in common being able to also share this career is just very special and you know um it just makes me very happy. Um, and in particular, I just want you to understand that the work you do is so integral and it's so important. Um, one of the <laughs> summer associates I had this summer, she talked about how, you know, her experience was great, not just because of the attorney she worked with, but she said it was something about seeing black women in all of the different roles and capacities that make a make a big law firm function. She was like, there's something about seeing black women in those positions that support and really do the heavy lifting in a lot absolutely and she was like it was just very powerful to know that ultimately with like the real nook and cranny of it it's black women running the show and I'm so proud that you are one of those black women and I know that eventually they're gonna offer you a title and partner and you don't even have to like you're not even gonna have to get barred for it because that's how (laughs) that's how much you run in that place right now I'm just so very very proud of you and I hope that you treat yourself oh baby I will uh we're living the 
Carrie Bradshaw lifestyle starting the next couple of weeks. I think that's why I'm enjoying the holidays because there's so many events I have to go to. Yeah. And um, I love it. I'm I love it. Excuse me. The doll says she's going to live large, take charge. Big boy. Big boy. Thank you. I do appreciate that. And you're absolutely right. I do run this shit. I'm the best at what I fucking do. And yeah, shout out to me. Talk your Kiriana. shit. Talk your Kiriana. shit. The, the moment of black women being humble, that's done. Yes. Yeah. That's Thanks over. So Funny towel. Uh, so yeah, my shout out is dedicated to me because I went after the job that I wanted coming out of 2020 like I emailed the recruiter like hey I'm interested in this job please respond to me in 24 hours because I was tired of getting the runaround with the whole job hunting process and yeah I remember that you that white lady contacted me in 24 hours I had her interview the pay was not looking right so I negotiated my salary self-worth and I received a raise on top of that and a Christmas bonus in under 30 business days. Yeah. So when I tell y'all I'm that bitch, I really mean it. She really is, <laughs> Like, the, the the title, like, first song on Renaissance is about Kiki. <laughs> She's that girl. Now, just because I said I got those raises, if any of my family's listening, I, I don't got it. <laughs> I, I, I don't have it. I'm broke. <laughs> I'm broke. I ain't got it. Hide your um, money, y'all. There's poor people around. <laughs> There's poor people around. <laughs> so let's get into what's been going on. First and foremost, rest in peace to take off from the Migos. I'm still in shock, I feel like. Yeah, I'm very messed up about that. I can't spend too much too long on it because it is very depressing and it was very triggering to the point that I had to delete Twitter off my phone. Yeah. Um, but oh my goodness, what a fucking waste of talent. I do. And what I can say is that the general consensus when the news came in was, oh my God, not take off. Like no one had a negative thing to say about him. Nothing. And it was, I, what I really did like when the news came out is like, it was general knowledge that he was the best rapper in the yes. period. Yeah. Like no. And the best part is. This is not something that was like a posthumous accomplishment, right? Like, no, we've been saying this we, is the Versace this. days. <laughs> we we knew this, and all I can do is I just send prayers to Quavo. Yeah, I send prayers to Offset because we think we have so much time with people on this planet. Yeah, and just knowing that you know there was a rift in the group, but Takeoff never spoke ill of Offset in the media ever yeah um because they are family yeah um yeah just just uh, i definitely cried on the way home that day yeah um the radio state i had a, i listen to migos every morning before on my drive to work yeah so i couldn't even listen to anything that day and on the radio i turned the radio on for once yeah and they had a takeoff mix and t-shirt was playing oh god and i and that t-shirt is my favorite migo song so <laughs> that's when i became i was like okay they're not just a one trick pony yeah like that is my fucking that's my anthem so yeah <sighs> it's, it's rough 
it's rough. Um, I just remember I woke up and so I'm one of those <laughs> anytime where Jamar uses my actual name, I know something I know I'm either in trouble for something because like I was joking and I did too much, whatever, or it's something serious. And he said, Ashley, take off is dead. And I said, I was, I'm sorry, I didn't even wipe the sleep out of my eyes. What? He was like, he got killed this morning. Um, They're saying, and at the time, the report was that Quavo had been wounded as well. But then, you know, we later found out that that was not the case. But I just remember being like, what? It doesn't make sense. And I just kept trying to wrap my head around it. And the more that came out about it, the more irritated I got because, of course, with rap, this we we are lo- specifically in hip hop. We are losing so many members or like, you know, influential music people in hip hop. And at one point, I just remember like it was. In a way, it was kind of like the lean epidemic in a way, because, you know, like they were all, you know, drinking lean at one point. But lately in the past, almost, it seems like three to four years, we have been losing hip hop artists in a violent manner. Um, I'm still not over Young Dolph's death. And the more <sighs> I hear his life partner talk about how that whole, and it just, it's, it bothers me because I don't think people realize sudden death is a whole different ball game i will go to i will go to the ends of the earth talking about how sudden death is just something there's something that amplifies the grief as if grief is not already you know influential enough there's something about a sudden and then a violent death and it's just so unfair violent and pointless visible yeah pointless visible on the disrespect to see someone literally dead in the first instinct be, ooh, let me pull out my camera and record. Like, who does that? Seriously? Like, who does that? I'm on the side of that's disrespectful, but on the other side, the visibility, I hope the younger generation, like this, the shit y'all be celebrating about rapping about, that's real life. I have heard a lot of people say, you know, they think like maybe it's something where if you see it like, yeah, because, you know, a lot of people, they just assume and they, you know, put two and two together based off of what they hear. But for some people, it really is something about putting those visuals along with hearing what happened. And that makes it real for some people. Um, I also just feel like this whole quote unquote checking in culture thing is stupid because how you check in and the people who are supposed to protect you, lo and behold, apparently are the people who might be responsible for allegedly might be responsible for your murder. Like that's crazy to me. It's just it is a very sucky situation. Um, and like you said, it's the idea that we feel like we have all this time. Like, time is infinite. Like, I don't know how some people are still out here after all the craziness that has happened with the pandemic. Basically, ever since 2016, I feel like it should be obvious that time is not something we have an infinite amount of. And in the event that you, ha- like, when it's all said and done, 
are you really going to be able to say I did everything that I could? I said everything I needed to say. And I see some people using this as an excuse, like, oh, make up with people. I'm like, hold up now. I'm not saying that. I'm saying practice discernment, but also ask yourself, what is worth going, leaving things unsaid? What is worth it sometimes? And it's just, yeah, it's just a very messed up situation. It's a very messy situation. Um, Certain parties involved are carrying themselves like they don't understand what the chaos is stemming from. And that kind of really pisses me off. But also, I'm a civilian, so I can't really, you know, maybe I just don't understand. But I just really feel sad. And I, I my heart aches for his family, for his mom. Um, He had um younger siblings. I want to say he was the oldest. So, like, you know, that's just, it's just sucky. So, with that being said, can we do a brief moment of silence? Yes. <sighs> All right. Rest in peace. To- I never thought I'd be saying that. <sighs> I never thought I'd be saying that, but I'm going to get through it. <laughs> Bruh, let me tell you something. The Grim Reaper was like let's go on let's go on a bender because i want to say um so i remember takeoff passed and um someone else passed it it was it was before aaron carter which that was another one i was like what i was like aaron Carter, like aaron carter like aaron's party i want candy listen like what and it's just that that was very um that was very strange to me because like I said I just remember I have very I have a vivid memory of one of the first CDs I bought I bought Dreams CD because (laughs) this was like the era (laughs) don't judge me and I bought Aaron Carter CD don't ask me why oh no it's I grew up in private school. Like, I was a fly in the milk. That's why. But yeah, I just, I have these memories. I remember him on the Liz McGuire show. I remember, like, it's just, it's very wild to me to know that he passed away. It's just like, what was happening? There is someone else who died. And I was just like, what is happening? So I have two very funny memories regarding both of the deceased parties. So. My favorite moment of Aaron Carter was when he and Nick had that reality show. Oh, Jesus. And they got into this argument. And when I tell you Aaron was eating Nick's ass up, he had (laughs) Nick so fucking pressed because I think Nick used to date Paris Hilton. He did. And um, so for this reality show, him and one of the sisters and Aaron, they moved in together. Yeah. And Aaron was playing music late at night and Nick was like, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. And I was like, when did Nick get so ghetto? So him and Aaron got in an argument. He's like, I I know you're just doing this to piss me off because I will never forget the reason I didn't talk to you for a year is because I walk into the club and you sitting there posing with a picture with Paris Hilton. And I was like, wow, Aaron had you pressed, didn't he? Jesus Christ. And they started tussling in the back. My other memory regarding takeoff is uh, around the morning of your wedding. Oh, dear God. And his album had came out that Friday. 
the last rocket. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to sleep in your bridal suite. And every two seconds, someone (laughs) was coming to the door. I need a ring. I need this. I need this. And I, as you and I both know, I had only slept maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. Prior to the next shenanigans. Yeah, we were both like just. I I don't know how how did we survive that day? I I, I don't know, but I remember I was just like I just want to go to sleep and I want to listen to Takeoff's album. I have to listen to this album this morning. So while everybody was in and out, I had the album like I had it playing on my phone full blast. And then I finally realized, girl, just put that lock on the door. That'll leave the door open. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure your mom came up there. Yeah. Lamp's cousins had came up there because they needed the rings. Like it, at least twenty people had to come in and out the room, and I had to open the door. So yes. I always think of that the last rocket when I think of your wedding. Oh gosh! <laughs> and happy wedding anniversary! Thank you. We are four years in this thing. Um, apparently, oh my God, that was four years ago. It does not feel like it. Like time is so strange. It feels it's weird because it feels like only a year ago that Jamar and I got married, but then it also feels like we lived in Atlanta for like five years, and Girl. we technically were only there for three and a half. So it's just very strange, but very strange. So moving on, um, Aubrey Graham. Wait, I have one last um because unfortunately there's a lot of rest in peace going on. Oh, um, go ahead. Rest in peace to and I hate I, I'm trying to remember the other two. And it's not to say that there's insignificant. It's just um I want to make sure I get their names right because they deserve that respect. Um, rest in peace to Lavelle Davis Jr. of Ridgeville, South Carolina, Woodland, Woodland alum. And I know that upsets Jamar because huh, Wolverines was always going to run deep, but whatever. Um, but rest in peace to Lavelle Davis Jr., rest in peace to Devin Chandler, and rest in peace to Deshaun Perry. They are three of the football players that were killed in the UVA um, shooting on Sunday. It has been an absolute shit show um since that news broke uh that is actually jamar's little cousin so i pray that y'all will keep not only all the families involved but say a special prayer for jamar and his family um say a prayer for lavelle's parents and yeah just like i said sucky world like absolutely sucky world and i just hate how final some things are and how it just happens so quickly and violently. And we're just, we here are left trying to pick up the pieces. So, yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah, that was terrible hearing that news. But I can't dwell on that too long. Because, like you said, the world is sucky. Yeah. Um, give your hubby my love. I'll think about it. Thank you. That's all I ask. Um... In kind of the same vein, Mr. Aubrey Graham, I Abarella. saw that you, you were at Takeoff's funeral and you penned a poem for him. He did what and now? He penned a poem for him uh. and recited it at the funeral. And you took those same beige fingers to pen a diss 
against Megan Thee Stallion. And the irony is blowing me. Because here we are celebrating someone who died at the hands of a gun. Yet you thought it was okay to either you or your ghostwriter (laughs) rap a couple bars about Megan allegedly getting shot. The math is not mathing. I really could drag you. But you know what? We're we're just going to keep moving along. You and 21 Savage, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why you're so sassy. I don't know why you always have this energy against Black women. I don't know why you felt the need to dig up an, an imaginary beef with Serena Williams's husband. I'm just not understanding why you're so damn sassy, but I would like for it to stop. Oh, excuse also, me. Sorry. Please leave the young ladies who are under the age of 18. Please get out of their inboxes. Please get out of their text messages and continue to be a father because we give all praise to Pusha T because if it was not for him, you would not have been the amazing father that you are today. I'm just tired of the ongoing disrespect to Megan who does not bother anyone ever. I feel like at this point, if Megan decided... I feel like if Megan decided that she was done with the industry and she just wanted to go and do like her health administration work full time, I don't even think I like now I don't even think I know I know I couldn't be mad at her. I'd say, you know, well done. You had a hell of a run. You went out on top, all that fun stuff. Like I would not wanna mess with nobody. But she should not have to do that. And it's like she's catching it from it's the and it, I, I, I find it. It's just like for me, I see her being taunted, <laughs> like it's annoying. Cause of course that little leprechaun is still finding ways to taunt her. That mushmouth cartoon character looking record executive is still taunting her to the point, of literally bringing her name up in court proceedings where he's not even supposed to be talking about it, like. I just, I very much hope that whenever everything that she has court-wise wraps up, if she decides, you know what, it's been cool, I'm out, and she just wants to disappear and, like, leave this all behind and just focus on being a career person, a different career, I couldn't even be mad at her. I'd be like, okay, girl, let me know where I can send a check to donate to the health center. Like, that's it. The Grammy nominations came out yesterday. Oh, um, the annual time for arguing. The <laughs> annual time to call them the scammies. The <laughs> annual time for the barbs to come into my mentions when I don't even say that lady's name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. That's hilarious to me. Um, One Gloria, thing about me is that I am insane and my fans <laughs> are insane. Everyone and I is snorting cocaine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Glorilla. Glorilla. I'm so happy for Gloria. Hallelujah. G to the L to the O. Big glow. Um, I see Jack Carlo got a couple nominations. Oh, yeah. Someone was like, Macklemore is on the phone telling him right now. <laughs> if they give you that award over Kendrick Lamar, do not accept it. Just say, I forfeit. Sorry. <laughs> I'm actually afraid if anyone wins over Kendrick, to be honest, because I feel like we will get another ranty hotepi album that i'll listen to i'm I'm not afraid to admit it um some snubs that some people were very loud about 
no Ari Lennox. Which, disrespectful. Side note, she announced her tour today. Yes, and I'm trying to figure out, like, okay. It's a lot of tours happening next year, because, of course, I want to go see Queen B, but also Anita Baker is going on tour. And at one point, I thought that Anita Baker would not go back. Well, at one point, she did say she wasn't going on tour anymore because of the issue with her masters um, not being owned. But since that's been resolved, she's going on tour. So, like, I want to go see her. Like, it's just too much. Autumn Jogger was... I'm confused about Autumn Jogger because I I don't have nothing for Winter Runner. I don't have nothing for her. No one has been able to confirm if she actually submitted. Like I said, I don't have nothing for her and her messy life period because her whole life is messy. I don't got her life is a mess, but her music, I mean, is amazing. I guess I'm a liar, baby. I guess Um, I'm a Chloe Bailey was snubbed. That was rude. Like, at what? least have mercy. Have mercy was, I feel like that okay, could have got yeah, a pop category. Yeah. I, we could have got a pop from that. And like, I'm coming from the stance of, I love her little two-minute singles. <laughs> I I love them. I call them microwavable bops. <laughs> but, um, so big, the one that she just had come out with, Big Lotto, I thought that was a cute song for the night. Yeah. But as far as, yeah, Have Mercy was everywhere. So, of course, yeah, put that in pop, but mm. yeah, like, I feel a... bad because people bully her incessantly. Yeah, um, I actually have something to talk about with her on the TV segment, so. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, Kaylani was snubbed as well. Again, I have to ask, are these people submitting? Jasmine Sullivan, I believe, got a nomination. Yeah. Beyonce, of course, got a nomination with no visuals. Beyonce, which Beyonce girl, I had it up here with you. And let me tell you why. I got invited to a Renaissance themed party. And the theme, the like the gag is you have to dress up as your favorite Renaissance song. And you know it would be so much easier and like would give me more direction if there was some got dog on visuals, but they're not. Because you're taunting us. Then you out here sending flowers to Sid. Talking about, I can't wait for you to see the... Vi-. <sighs> Where was this party? Beyonce. Um, it hasn't happened yet. And I actually oh. can't go. Oh. Because um, I have like a thing with my sister that same night. Which I did not realize. So I'm going to have to miss it. Which makes me really sad. Because I had the look of all looks. I had two looks. Because I had two songs I was going to represent. Like, it was going to be an event. You could get dressed for Halloween. Halloween? Yeah. Girl, Halloween is gone. It's coming back. By the time she goes on tour, it will probably be Halloween. Eh, I don't think. I don't think anyone will care at that point about, like, the actual. People like, will always care about Beyonce. Yeah, that is true. I'll as soon as I said it. I was yeah, like, take oh, that back. Retract. Doja <laughs> Cat got nominations, and I, I think that's well-deserved because yeah, Planet like Her was amazing. Lizzo. Yes, Lizzo. I actually really enjoyed, enjoyed Lizzo's last album. I'm very excited for her HBO special that's coming in a few weeks. I just want, once again... Um, I feel like Glorilla, aka Gloria Hallelujah. I tweeted a few weeks ago and I said that girl 
is named Gloria Hallelujah. There is a special anointing on that young woman. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Any tongue that's going to rise up against her, that is cursed automatically because her name is literally anointed. Lizzo is another person. Every tongue that Mm -hmm. seems to rise up against Lizzo fails. And I mean fails dramatically. Like... Um. I also wish I had a time machine so I could fast forward to the future and lock Blueface up indefinitely. Um, so he's been arrested, but is probably out on bond now as we speak for attempted murder. Oh my god, please stop. I just realized what you were singing, and I was like, stop it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Will oh, you God, put Cody was crazy. He was like, what is wrong? I'm sorry, Cody. Are we disturbing you, my man? Dowie. Uh, yeah. Y'all, we have an audience member. the dog member. said enough. Y'all, we have an audience member with us. Kiki's fur nephew, Hezekiah, a.k.a. Hey. Cody Devon Lampkin. Tell Hezzy, I say hello. He, he's here. He's getting cuddles, and um, he's just listening to us. Does has he have opinions on Blueface being arrested for attempted murder? Um, the first thought when I heard it was, did he try to murder the toothless girl? Literally, that was, and I hate that that was my first thought because, Same. like, that is how volatile and just very unsafe that situation seems. That when I read that, the first thing I thought was, oh my God, did something happen? to Krishan and I was just like what the hell but no apparently some shit some shit he did in October um Cody just switched sides so I think that's his way like he turned on his side and like exactly. turned back to me and that's his way of saying I think you need to find something else to talk about My well, Cody get ready to turn back around as the world turns because <laughs> Larsa Pippen it's been confirmed for real real this time she's so she gross is... she's so gross uh, seeking affection from Michael Jordan Jr. That you you remember when he was a young like the idea you know what never mind I'm just what's his mama's name um Michael MJ yeah. Uh, yeah I cannot remember and I should remember because niggas always bring her up when they want to talk about the reason that people need prenups because you know women are so desperate to steal their call center and Wendy's shift lead checks. Um, Juanita. Yes, I knew it was either I knew it was either Bonita, Bonita or Juanita. Juanita, you need to whoop Larsa Pippen's ass. She is the boogeyman all. to these niggas. Okay, that's she's the boogeyman. That. Speaking of whooping ass, um, Latasha, Latoka Scott from Escape. <sighs> You are also another person that needs their ass whooped. Like, I'm tired. It's been the same story for the past three decades now. Like, are you not tired? At th- The fact that at this point, your own flesh and blood has been like, you know what, you wilding out. Does that not give you pause for concern, my sister? I just... <sighs> Shout out to Candy for recreating um the vibrational plate skit. Bruh, go, really go throw... 
I don't know what goat throat got going on. I don't. I don't She's know. on to something. I don't know what her into. I don't know what her infatuation is, but she needs to give Derek Blanks a vacation because all <laughs> this random content she is pushing out. I'm she like, said, "Well, shit, Beyonce won't put out no visuals, but I will." All right, next, Mm-mm. next case, next um, case. Let me, let me. Speaking of the city of Atlanta, let's dive deeper into the state of Georgia. Ugh. I got so drunk on election night because as I was looking at the results, I was thoroughly like, I'm born and raised in South Carolina. I I know what the results are going to end up looking like. But the fact that there has to be a runoff Runoff? between fathers in the home and (laughs) fathers in the home. Fathers in the home. I'm I'm disgusted. I really am. Uh, I'm just going to tag in for part of my um, on that note. You motherfuckers and not even Georgia. Texas too because I'm looking at y'all sideways. Y'all scream pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. We care about the kids. We care about the vets. We care about gun control. All of that is just fucking lip service. Y'all do not give a fuck about these children who are continuously still to this day getting shot. Elementary school children who are being shot while in school. But y'all are crying for gun control. But you vote for people who do not hold those interests at heart. I don't. I don't know what to do anymore. I. I don't. I'm discouraged. I'm disheartened. I'm disgusted. And I heard that man is running for president again. I think it's great. Go ahead, because one, we we know what the outcome will be. Two, the Democrats, y'all refuse to fucking nut up and take a stance against that party. Take a stance against that man. Let him run again. Let him win again, and y'all will finally see what the fuck happens. Like, I can't even be upset at him. This man should be locked in a maximum prison, a maximum security prison. But it's it's the caucasity of it all. Um, Stacy, you deserve a lot better. The system is flawed. It's fucked up. I can't even scream at people who say they don't want to vote. But let's be very clear. It's not the black women who aren't pulling their part. Sometimes it's the black men, but we need to realize who our real enemies are. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The numbers do not fucking lie. I'm just tired. I'm tired of y'all pretending to care about making this country, making this planet a better place for people, a better place for veterans, a better place for people who are underemployed or who cannot be able to hold a job because they are in some way, shape or form disabled. You don't care about kids. You don't care about this country. So leave me the fuck alone. Leave us out of it. That's it. Leave us Georgia, out I'm of so it. disappointed. Child, I literally had to drive three hours. Not even three hours. It ended up being four and a half because there was traffic. Then we stood in line for two hours. And then we went right back to Columbia. But we did that because, A, when we tried to, when we tried to um, register for our absentee ballots, the website mysteriously kept crashing. Huh. Interesting. But we still continue to exercise our civic duty. So when early voting for the runoff starts on November 28th, guess where Jamar and I will be? Right back in Georgia to do what we need to do. 
because we shouldn't even be in this god doggone situation but daggone it here we are because I just like I think the thing that like really just burns my grits about this is that it would be one thing if like Reverend Warnock was like some rando who this was his first time trying the man has already been in senate for two not two years he's already been in senate he's already been serving in the senate and he's already been doing monumental work it's literally proven and y'all want to replace him with a man who not even actually was representing Georgia up until the GOP moved him from tech. Like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm about to get mad. I'm about to get really freaking pissed because it's such an unfair situation. (laughs) And it pisses me off because, like you said, at the end of the day, it does not matter if Black women show up. It does not matter if Black men show up because unless we can get these white people who smile in our face and have these Black Lives Matter um, and all, and in this house, Black Lives Matter and trans, li- like, blah, blah, all these signs and doing all this lip service. Performative. Get the, yeah, all this performative BS. If they cannot show up for us at the polls where it counts, it's all for nothing. Literally, black men make up 11% of the population in Georgia, but 86% of them came and showed up for Stacey Abrams, which was interesting to me because I had been seeing and hearing the rhetoric behind Stacey Abrams. And also, Killer Mike, you're going to burn in hell, bro. Like, you are going to bust hell wide open because for you to actively work against not only Reverend Warnock, but to actively work against Stacey Abrams to literally shuck and jive for Brian Kemp and Herschel Walker in the name of, guess what they've been doing for black pe- black men. That's the other thing about black men that kind of bothers me when it comes to us talking about this politics stuff. Because yes, black men showed up in an overwhelming number, and I'm glad that they beat the noise and the chatter that was surrounding it. But the idea that their thing, their first instinct is to go for self, whereas black women, we are always going for community. Always. But that thought never occurs to them. It just really pisses me off. I'm pissed. So I was going to talk about Elon Musty real quick, but I don't even know what to say because I don't care. Um, he's like he's I said, running I shit into the ground. That's all I got. That, that's great. Uh, black people, we are the culture. If Black anything people. does happen, we would find another platform to take over like we do all these social media platforms. So yep. I'm just tired of y'all tweeting about the damn $8. Either pay it or don't. I don't care. I had to uh, mute 8 Because we take, take it over. <laughs> Speaking of we taking over, um, I saw that that, that big man was nominated for an award. So y'all, y'all, y'all sitting, y'all sitting there worrying about super freaky grandma well, not getting nominated. In his desperate ass case, you know he comes out with those shitty albums so he can have submissions. And that's the so that's why I'm like, how are you know what? Never mind. You're right. We taking a break. Okay, let's just take a break. Let's take a breather. Let's do it. Namirangongo. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> let's take a quick break and we'll be right black. Alrighty. We're, We're back. back. 
<laughs> I love when we say it at the same time. It's funny because like we stopped recording and Cody like popped up from his nap. He was like, wait a minute. He's like, where's my screaming ass auntie? He was like, what's happening? And now he's looking <laughs> at me. I tried to stop like giving him belly rolls for a second. He does this thing where he will take his nose and nudge my hand back. Like, who told he's like, you? Yeah, yeah, don't do that. Who told you you was done serving me, human? And I'm just like, you right, my bad. Sorry. You right, my nigga, my bad. My bad, my bad. Um, let's talk TV and movies. Let's talk movies first. Yes. I know you saw the big movie. I did. Thoughts? Comments? I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm glad that I went and saw it and did not go in with like any expectations. I actually got to avoid spoilers, which is not be not partially because I actually didn't see anything on Twitter because I went to see it on Friday night and now I just knew I was going to see spoilers on Twitter. I didn't see no spoilers on Twitter. You know where my spoilers almost came from? My nerd ass husband who <laughs> who trolls not even trolls. He constantly like plunders oh, excuse you Cody but yeah, who constantly <laughs> plunders on the Marvel websites and he going to tell me oh I wonder if this theory I saw. And I'm He'll like on Marvel Discord. Literally saw the whole <laughs> at this point and I'm finding out as we in the movie where he's saying watch this. I'm like what you mean watch this? And I just very much like if if anyone has a blurred partner, you know how it goes. Like the amount of articles off, and I always say Jamar is an interesting character because if you were to look at him physically, you would assume that he is just like a jock. And yes, he's a formal um Division One athlete, and he played football. He also has a um state championship in basketball. He's an athletic guy. He talks sports, but then also. If you catch him on a certain time, he's going to be talking about Marvel and DC Comics and all that stuff. And then another day you might catch him. He's talking about um, KPIs and marketing strategies. Like, it's just, he's a oh very... God, the PTSD. He's a very strange bird. Like, I don't know what we're going to do with him. And my um, you said we celebrated four years, so obviously the return policy is up on him, so... So back to the movie. Don't um, <laughs> you're disrespectful. <laughs> I will not let you sit here and slander my good friend. Oh, so not, is it slander? The- if it's if is it slander? If it's the truth, I think not. Okay, Tasha K. You, I am. I am so offended. I thought you you're supposed to love me more. Like, oh, oh, stop everything. You're supposed to be loyal to me. Ma'am, I I I am. I, I am. You're choosing him over me, and it really makes me sad. Anyways, but yeah, um, <laughs> Black Panther two, Wakanda Forever was really great. Um, like I said, I was glad to go into it with no expectations because I was thoroughly, I thoroughly got to enjoy it and just like really be engrossed in everything. Um, also, it was good to go in with no expectations because these people be lying on this internet y'all like y'all really it's like my grandma used to say you got to know the love for yourself you got to watch stuff for yourself because if I went off of the reviews quote unquote I saw on social media I would have completely missed the mark on so many things I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna go see it again I will say where everyone was talking about how they were like boohoo crying I didn't cry 
Um, I'll probably see it sometime next year because I'm not emotionally ready. Yeah, I will say um, for anyone who has dealt with loss and yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. Like I said, there were moments that like tugged at my heartstrings and like I felt deep pain, but the tears would not come. I think I saved well, I think I spent all my tears on another show that we'll talk about in a few. But yeah, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh my very God. Good. Also, very good to see Michaela Cole. Girl. Girl. You girl. Girl. I love her. Love her. Love That's her. That's great. That's yeah. great. Um, I don't think I've... The only movies I've seen in theaters lately were horror movies. Yeah, because you weirdo. I'm weird. And I had a great Halloween, you guys. Um, and... yeah. HBO has a lot of movies that are... Nope is hitting streaming pretty soon, I believe. Oh, okay. With Kiki Palm. Kiki Palm. And the gag is... Oh, I had a question. So where was Mr. Kaluuya in Black Panther? Um, Not present. Apparently after he quote-unquote betrayed the king... The 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 story that they're going with is that he banished himself. And then fell underneath the trance of a hood healer. Yes. Okay. That sounds about right. That tracks. Yep. Um, I wanted to discuss this very quickly because I saw online and it's been generating a lot of conversations. Because we know lately Netflix has been on that bullshit. Yep. And that they're raggedy and that they use black people for clout. Sally Tampa will not be coming back for a second season. Surely won't. And I'm thoroughly confused as to why, because it was the number one show when it premiered on that streaming service. Exactly. And when I heard the details of how they found out they weren't coming back and how Adam DeVello, who created the Selling Set franchise, he also created The Hills, um, The City, had a hand in Laguna Beach. Yep. He didn't even, he just told them the numbers weren't there. He didn't specify anything over a fucking phone call and was like, yeah, we're just not going to bring the show back. And then when I go on to hear that he was never really hands on with the production of Tampa. It's giving um, conspiracy. Like it's giving that he was trying to set them up to fail. Setting them up to fail. He never visited set. What? Um, He had only. He had only met a handful of them at a premiere party. Oh, God. And that the cast was told prior to shooting, well, when they had to shoot confessionals, they were told that they only had an hour to get ready. And as we know as Black women, if we, we need more than an hour to prepare. What kind of, what kind of um, bootleg janky shit? Like, yeah, the, the numbers just weren't there. Meanwhile, Selling Sunset, the original franchise, has 72 seasons. Um, Selling the OC, which I didn't even watch, has 29 episodes. Um, and then we have Buying Beverly Hills with Mauricio. Mauricio. And 29 of his stepdaughters and daughters. <laughs> I just don't understand why this particular cast was not allowed to give themselves a second go at it. And it, and can we talk about the numbers? Because if you were expecting them to have selling sunset numbers, 
you're obviously insane. Exactly. And I see a lot of people say, well, they didn't sell houses on that show. What do you fucking think all of them bitches who do not That's fucking you. eat and are the size of damn near a paper clip on selling sunset? You think they're really selling homes, Davina? Uh, th- don't get me st- <sighs> I just got mad all over again but like, I say all that to say I hope that they sue him in Netflix for discrimination Yes, because um, when I was watching this season of Love is Blind the contestant from season one who married that white man what's her name? Lauren she did a tweet about how she's noticing that Netflix will always put like images of black cast members on their streaming shows, but the people don't even be in the shows. Ooh. And I was like, you know what, sis, you're right, because on Too Hot to Handle, the cover page for that latest season is a black woman, and she got voted off like the second episode. Wow. Um, They used black people for this season of Love is Blind, and there were no black people that uh, that the cameras followed. Now, I don't know if they didn't make a match, which is a whole different conversation, but we had no black women except for one Raven, but no dark skinned black women that you guys show in your promo pictures. So she was just basically saying that they use it, you know, for clout, yeah. but that they really do not give any attention or camera time to the black participants on all of their Netflix shows. So, you know, get your money. And I was actually looking forward to a season two. Like, I, just, I don't understand. Like They Twitter... genuinely deserved a redemption season because, and not even redemption, they deserved a second season to stretch their wings and really find a groove. Because like you said, all these other shows get multiple seasons of poor performance and just not really having any content. Child, selling Tampa had the timeline in a tizzy. In a I mean, frenzy. when I tell you, <laughs> I never knew that the real estate girlies had the beef that they had until I started watching Selling Tampa. Sorry, watching all these um <laughs> real estate agents on TikTok do these um review child, like the engagement was there. Hell, watching um. I hate that I forgot her name. Chanel, go back and forth with W.E.B. DeBage, a.k.a. DJ Envy, because he <laughs> called them, like, low, like, uh, what? I hope they get there. Oh, bye, Cody. You don't want to hang out with me no more? He just got off the couch and left me. He said goodbye. <sighs> Rude. The things I do, and I'm disrespected. But it's fine. But yeah, I hope they sue him and that's it. I hope they find a new network, but I worry that I think my fear is to go to another network, it's a whole new process and God knows how long it'll take to start filming and just is that is there any way to truly avoid repeating what happened? I can't believe Adam DeVello. Like, I mean, when I say I can't believe it, I mean like I'm disgusted. I'm not surprised. I'm disappointed. Because, like, it'd be one thing if you were some, like, you know, random producer, but you have how many years in this industry and you couldn't do right by the black cat? Next, because I'm, I'm about to, ooh, my temp, temper is very much. Patience, patience. 
Let's <sighs> run down the list of Bravo. Um, let's just get the messiest, fran- the most toxic franchise out the way. Potomac, any quick thoughts? Um, y'all not beating them colorism allegations then. Sure the hell not. Y'all Ashley. not beating it. The fact that Ashley in her forehead had to even put out a statement that she's not a colorist. Can we talk about it? Because I want, I want, I didn't I can't to, believe I even have I to can't say, believe I this have to say this. Um, if you have to address it, you're already guilty. Baby, you're is already you. guilty. Is yeah. Like, yeah. say what you will about PR, Candace, and I most definitely will. That PR stunt of relationship she's in now, um, I really wish all Can we talk Bravo, about it? Because I thought that man was gay. I really wish the Bravo. The, the the blogs that cover Bravo stuff, I really wish they would not give that airtime. But here well, we. they think it's so cute. I don't think I don't know. I don't want to say that because it would go into those colorist allegations. But whatever, if you <laughs> like, it's right. Um, blessed are those that ask the question, sister. My brother. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you watching this um season are you watching from a distance i'm watching from a distance because like i said ever since that season five foolishness i had to divest because it just and it i i've noticed like in a lot of people i've been trying to figure out like how to eloquently state it but it's just like it's not light shade it's not like funny which I feel like a lot of reality TV is not like that anymore. Was just kind of like you know having fun, spin. Cody, sorry, I don't know if you can hear him. I can't. Okay, but yeah, it's just kind of <laughs> like it's not light shade anymore. Like niggas is out here getting to like ruin lives and shit. Right, like people's people's lives is out here, you know, hanging in the balance, and it's wild to me. Like in the balance, like the rings around Giselle's neck, like and in the balance, saying, like Robin's financial status with her bruh, roommate, bruh. Um, I hanging just, in the balance, like the lack of Sharice's neck, bruh. What? <sighs> I was about to get upset. Hanging in the balance, like Michael Darby hangs from his sex swings when he's not having sex with Ashley. Ugh. Hanging in the balance, like <laughs> who's gonna pay Mia and Gordon's mortgage because they don't have access to their bank accounts? Hanging in the balance, like Peter Thomas's bad credit, bruh. A bitch. One, one thing about <laughs> it, Nene Leakes gonna tell you a joke, but she can never tell you no lie. Just kidding, she said. <laughs> but one thing she didn't lie about that Patricia, that Patty Pie. Mm. Demon, yeah, um, demon. I'm watching the season from a distance because I have Peacock, but I just don't. Have, yeah, I've never. They always get well, especially in season one. I got heavy colorism vibes. Yeah, and I was just like, this is not the show for me. But then the gaslighting, and I think then all me, the toxicity. I already that girl's ass. I was just like, I'm out. I already kind of had an idea. Well, not even I already had an idea. I felt like it was a kind of almost like a breeding ground or a place where colorism could cultivate because originally it was supposed to be a profile on Jack and Jill appearance. And then Jack and Jill got wind of it and they sent that cease and desist though. And it was like, not on my watch. They were like, we're going to be colorist and classist in private. 
allegedly. So I kind of knew from jump it was about <laughs> to be some foolishness. And it's just like as the seasons progressed, it just got crazier and crazier. And I just want to I want to be very clear. Um, while for the antics that she pulls in season four and five, I don't. Candace is not like my favorite person. However, in this case, in season was it season seven? In season seven's regard, and I feel like it goes back to the conversation we had in the last episode about how these black cast members, but particularly in this case, dark-skinned black cast members, they don't have the luxury of acting the or like treating in my opinion I don't think they get the luxury of being able to reward proper consequences to certain situations they're put in because Mm -hmm. if I was Candace and I had a decent man a good man at home granted he you know work ethic is a little shady but you know that's neither here nor there he keeping his dick in his pants and you sitting here out here kind of like boasting of these sexual assault allegations like ma'am that's reason enough for me to be like okay you finna get keep keep playing with me dr wendy um i i be i don't be knowing how to feel about you sometimes sis but one thing i do know is i genuinely wish that you would have been able to literally stomp a mud hole (laughs) into mia for that stunt she's gonna pull because it just seems like the lead up, even like this past episode where I saw these clips about this this cattiness about the room situation. I'm here to tell y'all, y'all not beating them colorism allegations. It's unfortunate because this, this reunion is going to happen in a few months. And Andy's basically going to be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's all going to be said and done. And I think in some, with some of the websites that I and like IG accounts that I follow that report on like Bravo stuff it's very strange to kind of like see them reduce this to the narrative of well every reality show needs a villain that's why we're entertaining it's like this isn't just like this is beyond quote-unquote entertainment this is getting like like people's real lives are being toyed with and then and the same be- people who want to employ the role of villain get upset when people send them the death threats. Yeah, and that's nothing. If you like, choose what? to be the villain, you got to stand on that. But then also it's putting, in my opinion, it's harmful because it's putting black women and like I said, particularly dark-skinned women in situations where they have to be subject to a hostile work environment. And they have to be subject to work conditions I- that completely agree with you they can't react the way like like i said i want violence like i'm very i tell you all the time as i have gotten older <laughs> i don't want problems as i don't I want have, peace i want violence I don't want, I don't want peace i want problems always <laughs> always always like i have very much in my 31 years of life i have gotten to a place where i truly believe while yes you want to be level-headed and you want to try and take a rational approach sometimes violence is truly the answer and i genuinely wish for candace and wendy that they could choose violence but they can't and i hate that for them i really freaking hate it not too much on wendy because she was right with the green-eyed bandits uh when they were tormenting and low-key harassing monique so I can recognize that it's still wrong, but I think Wendy's whack. Everybody, I don't think she deserves the treatment. Everybody, take it comes due. 
But yeah, yeah. Brown yeah. Paper Bag Housewives is wilding the fuck out. Also, Karen, keep your foot on Sharice and Robin's neck. Keep your I keep your Christian Louboutin stiletto on Robin especially, but also especially Sharice. Because when it comes down to it, someone pointed out, Sharice straight up lied in season one. She was like, oh, Eddie's away coaching all year. It's like, no, that man was divorcing you, sis. You know, we don't even have to... No one needs to put their heel on Robin's neck because life has done enough. Oh, yeah. And Whatever life will money. continue to do enough for her Man. and her roommate. Yeah, she, she might need to get that prenup because if what if how this um court case goes, that if it goes the way I think it's going to go, Juan going to need Robin to help pay them fees. All of the $2.61 that she has left in her savings. Okay, so... <sighs> Real Housewives of Miami should be coming to Peacock. Whoa! Hell no! We are fight. Oh, I can't wait for Kiki. I love her so much. We oh, are I fighting. Love, I love Kiki. This second season, this reboot season, Bro. I don't want to say it right now, but I, I may have to recap it. I may have to recap Adriana it. and Alexia having a beef. I did not have that on my bingo card. When I first started watching the reboot, but after the it's season ended, I saw it. Like I, I was like, "Ooh!" And I just I knew Marisol was gonna be a callous. Marisol was like, "Oh yeah, girl, we finna get in that ass." If Marisol, y'all are watching see, Miami, go and watch the please first catch season of up. the reboot. Please, please catch up. And Lenny, then, like, if it'll Lenny. help you to get background, go to two and three if you must. But this reboot, especially, honey. Lenny Hockenstein, I have you. We are on things? your mother fucking <sighs> ass. Lenny. You will not know a moment's <laughs> peace, bro. You will not know a moment's peace. Uh, Real Housewives of New York, they've allegedly put out the cast for the legacy version that's coming on Peacock. Again, why doesn't Atlanta get a legacy season and we reboot? But it is what it is. We have Dorinda Medley. Dorinda, she's taking off pause. Do- uh, not Dorinda. Uh, Jill. Oh yeah. Oh Jill. Crazy Jill. Kelly. Cal. The runner? Kelly Ben Simone. Oh gosh. Her crazy ass will be back. Cool, and I cool, think cool, it's cool, gonna cool, be cool. Luann and Sonia, but the icing on the cake is that Bravo has finally, after what feels like a year since the racist <laughs> allegations, allegedly, they will not be they will be parting ways with Ramona Singer. Get a life, loser. Get a life. Get a life. It's loser. the end of a racist era, I must say. Um, and speaking of real housewives of New York, did we talk about this last time? How Bethany Frankel basically lost her mind? I mean, I don't think we did, but let's talk about it because you claim that housewives is overrated and it's boring and it's toxic, but that's all you talk about. You don't talk about skinny girl anymore. Child. You don't talk about flipping homes. You don't uh, talk about flipping pans because you were a chef. Let's not forget. I love oh, yeah. She, she used to do roasted broccoli. She's like, I'm a health chef. She like, bitch. those damn aprons at Publix. You, you burn um, broccoli on a, in a, on, on 425 for 30 minutes. You ain't no... All right. Anywho. The mediocrity and the ironies that all of her brand now is housewives, how she's trying to capitalize off that. Yep. Um, and bullying creators on TikTok it's very disgusting trying to threaten them 
with you know her quote unquote legal teams is just it's very disrespectful and it's legal gross. Team that took eight years for you to divorce that man. Oh, you you got um, me there, sis. Oh, Lisa Renner hasn't gotten her contract yet for a new season of Beverly Hills. But I thought she was the LeBron James of Housewives. Um, let me see who who would she be NBA wise. Big Baby Davis. J. Cole. Damn. Big Baby was on the season of Salt Lake City. Did you see that? I saw that, which... (laughs) Heather. Heather was lusting over that man. I was like... So I caught up on Salt Lake City this weekend. I haven't been watching it at all. And I fear this may be the best yet last season. Oh, because y'all know that girl going to the clink. Oh yeah, <laughs> clink clink. Uh, and the ratings for this past week's episode were like historically low. Yeah, taking a so, dip, eh? I always say if a Bravo show does bad, put it on Peacock. Right. Give people the ability to stream it, and then that'll be it. I agree. I um. Did you know that Heather from OC one? She may not be coming. Well, after the season that airs next year. She will probably not be coming back, but she sold her home for fifty-five million dollars. I saw that, and I was like, "The home that we all built with you, Heather." The, I, for me, it was it, it was a reminder that, like, I don't think I'm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just like not at a wealthy state of mind yet, because for me, I would not have designed and put all that energy into a dream home knowing that two out of my four kids would be gone within like three years of moving into it so then the third kid would be out the door and it would just turn into a, oh well you know we're gonna be empty nesters soon why the hell did you th- you know what never mind the um, street saying oh she sold the they they sold the home and that she won't be coming back after the next season because that husband was cheating on her and some people were trying to bring it up Ooh, as a storyline but that's what the streets say so she's been angling to be on or in some way shape or form yep oh wow side note Chriselle Strauss that dress she wore at that girl's baby shower was mildly inappropriate Ooh. if you ever show up to my baby shower when I'm <laughs> 700 pounds with your titties out I will run you over with my Mercedes <laughs> Oh my god, hold on now. I gotta go find it. Hold go on. go look at it. It's a white goddess like dress, no bra, titties out. Yeah. The titties were tittying. The tatas were tatting. Am to the PM. You gotta gotta see them. Nah, 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 nah. But yeah. Um, How do you spell Rochelle name? Girl, it's real country. Rochelle. T H Oh never mind. I found it because <laughs> she spelled it just the way I thought she would. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Heather was there as well. Oh yeah. What kind what the- And not Heather who is pregnant, Heather from the OC. Oh yeah, I know. What 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 I'm just Um I'm gonna allow you three minutes to talk about from scratch before we transition to the next segment. 
That was there. I, I sense a sense of undertone. Mama, let you go. Um, I have. I, I I haven't watched it, and I won't be watching it. But you go ahead. Um. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to get hit in the feels the way I did, but I did. And um. Yeah. Um. Dan. I think her name is Danielle DeWilder. I really. I should be looking up her name, but I'm not, I'm tired. But um, the one who plays the sister Zora. Chef's kiss, no pun intended. Ten out of ten. Zora, you say? Yeah, her name is Zora. Interesting. Um, the daughters are named after um African American women poets and playwrights and really authors. Yeah, because I think Zoe Saldana's character is named after somebody. Her name is Amy, but it's short for something else. But yeah, be Amy. But yeah, um, Lino, oh, oh, Lino, I will say people were like, oh, you know everything that happens based on the trailer. I promise you don't. I promise you can't wrap your motherfucking head around that shit that happens. Um, but yeah, it was, it was very enjoyable. Also, Keith David, amazing as always. Danielle Jedweiler. Yes, yes. Oh, she Love. was in the train, the cowboy movie. Yes, she was in um the heart of they fall. She was also in I think it's Till or Mamie or the movie about Emmett yes, Till's Till. Mom. Yeah, which um heard interesting things about that. Ow, Cody. But yeah, um, legitimately, she was phenomenal. Like she was such a great supporting actress in this. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that they feel like Zoe Saldana she, they like, okay she back good with us for now after that Nina Simone foolishness. I didn't really care about <laughs> it. But either way, it was a really good series. I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, Lino and that electric slide it just made my heart happy. So yeah, from scratch, there's I'm starting a support group. There are snacks in the back. They are not Italian snacks, but nonetheless, they are snacks. Hmm. Okay. Um, Pussy, you go my goddamn nerves. I literally said nothing. I would be thinking. I said that's a lot. Yeah, that My God, it was so great because Zoe Saldana is married to and are dating another white man. Um, oh, is there anything you would like to? Do you have an on that note? <laughs> um, I don't have it on that note, but I do want to talk about another TV show. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so f- first things first, Sex Lives with College Girls season two starts tomorrow. Woo! Oh, Mindy, Kaylin, girl, you look good. Your body looks good. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know if it's natural, if it's plastic surgery. If it is, please don't gatekeep the surgeon's name. But yeah, very excited for season two of Sex Lives with College Girls. Also. Reasonable Doubt season finale. For those, my mom will text me while I'm at work because (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm thinking the old timers is getting to her. She'd be like, "Have you watched um, Reasonable Doubt?" And I'm like, "You asked me the same question at 12:45 p.m. yesterday. No. Oh, it's good. You need to watch it. Okay. Okay." Reasonable Doubt needs to hire your mom as PR. Old black woman, they gonna put on for a show. Selling Tampa, that's who you need to hire. How many episodes is it? Um, I think it's only five episodes. 
Oh, that's not bad. I can do that in the afternoon. Hold on. Let me not lie. Um, because I, I, I don't want you to be like, you told me. And I'll be like, oh, well, ma- ma'am, my bad. <laughs> you know my head bad. Um, how many episodes of From La Brea's Watch? I lie. It's nine episodes. Sorry. <sighs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's worth it. It's well worth it. How's the acting? Pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, my fa- my favorite Auntie Pauletta Washington is in it. I love her so much. I love her. She is in it. Um, also McKinley Freeman fine ass. <sighs> Even though I can't look at him the same way since hit the floor, he's in it. Um, that light bright light eyed demon is in it. Um, I don't I don't see it for Michael Ely the way other people see it, but it's not like a I don't know how to explain it, but it's just like. Have you ever dated a light-skinned man? Once. Okay. Worst three months of my life. Never do it again. <laughs> did it for two years. I got prison time. Um, <laughs> you did a bid for real. I did a but bid. Yeah. But um, yeah, reasonable doubt. Very good first season. I, I don't want to say I need the second season yesterday, but what we get in the second season... I just feel like we really about to eat. Re- Reasonable Doubt fans, we are about to feast. I feel like they finna make up for that stunt they pulled in this first season. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Also on Hulu, I have I finished um it's six episodes, Hair Tales, which is a collaboration between Michaela Angela Davis, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Onyx Collective. It's six episodes. I think it's Oprah. Issa Rae, um, Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, Chica, Marseille Martin, which her episode was probably my favorite, and Chloe Bailey, who I mentioned earlier. Um, it basically kind of talks about um six different themes of black women in hair, and in my opinion, and in my opinion, is a much more nuanced and really deeper conversation than um good hair which for me good hair it was a good documentary but i just feel like tracy ellis ross having a black woman be the anchor to tell these stories to talk to other black women very 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 good show i don't know if it's a situation where it can get awards but i hope it gets submitted for all of the awards because it was a phenomenal series and the episode with marseille martin was a was personally my favorite because I can just kind of see the pride that Tracy Ellis Ross has for her TV daughter. But in my opinion, it's truly a mentor to Marseille. And letting, I feel like seeing and hearing Marseille talk about how empowered her hair makes her feel and how hard her parents worked to make sure she felt empowered in being who she was. I feel like we're in good hands if we have more babies in this world specifically more black young black women like marcy martin i feel like we're in good hands because she is just it was just a really very well thought out project so if anyone's looking for something to watch or have kind of like have this background noise i truly do recommend it that's good and the crown season five is out and girl the niggas is wild um, does Diana <sighs> bite the big one in the season or no? Say what? Does Diana bite the big one um, in the season or no? 
from what I heard, it's not this season, but because season six is going to be the last season, her biting the bullet oh, or not biting good. the bullet is going to be discussed in the first episode of season six, I believe. Um, I saw that y'all are trying to pretend that King Charles had lips with this casting. Bro, D- D- Dominic West, a.k.a. McNulty, I, I don't know. You know what? Never mind. Y'all, y'all really tried it. And um, that's kind of why I stopped watching The Crown after season two. Yeah. Because my original cast had left. And when I said they left no crumbs, I, I just couldn't picture other people, especially Margaret. I was just like, nah. It's not Vanessa for me. Kirby, you bad bitch. You, I've never been. I, I don't know what those eyes, that whole smile. <sighs> it was the fuck fan all y'all me. energy. Fan me, okay? Like, sis, I see what Peter Townsend thought. I see, I see what he thought. But um, all I'm going to say is if they wanted people to be clear that this was based around true events but was fictional casting Dominic West as King Charles was <laughs> that's how you do it and I'm gonna leave it the at trailer, that I was like I know that ain't who I think it is I'm gonna leave it at that I will say um of course I feel like any depiction of Diana it's always so clear that she has such a pure heart and that she really it, it's just unfortunate that everyone else was in on the ruse but her and she had to find out the hard way that she was basically brought in to play a part. And um, But in particular, see, the actress who plays her in season five is actually kind of scary because I keep looking at her and I'm like, oh my god, Diana. But Who's yeah. the actress? Um, I think her her name is Elizabeth Depenicki or Debicki. Okay, Debicki? Yes. Yeah, I think she was in the Great Gatsby remake. Yeah, but I, I think but I, I enjoy her portrayal. It's just like she has the mannerisms down. She has the um college sweatshirt, biker short era. Like she got the whole look down. So, and um, what lady name is Amelda, aka um the chick from Harry Potter. She is hilarious. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like she makes me feel. She makes <sighs> me laugh at Queen Elizabeth. I, I don't hated think I'm her. supposed to laugh. I hated her in the Half Blood Prince. Yeah, I don't I think I'm supposed her. to laugh, but here we are. Oh God, flames, flames on the side of my face. Flames on the side of my face. Um, my on that note is dedicated to one of my newest favorite Sagittarius, Lisa Barlow. Oh my God, from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Last night. Voldemort. I saw that. <laughs> AKA Rafe Fines, which my whole life I thought his name was Ralph Fines. I'm still trying to get over that. Wait. What? His name... So Andy kept calling him on Watch What Happens Line Rafe. And I'm like, who the hell is Rafe? It, it's not Ralph, y'all. It's is pronounced the... Rafe. Is there not an L in his name? Or have there I just... is an L, there is a P, there is an H, but he goes by Rafe. Fiennes. Oh, so he just he just wanna be different. He he just want to be a different white boy. Is that how? <sighs> so Ray Fines um recreated the hot mic moment with Lisa Barlow last season. I loved season. that. I loved. So that. I thought I would also do a dramatic rereading of the hot mic moment. Oh, 
Snap it up, y'all. Snap it up. Come to the stage. Snaps all around. Okay. Meredith can go fuck herself. I'm done with her. Because I'm not a fucking whore. And I don't cheat on my husband. Her and her dumb fucking family that poses. Why don't you own a house? Oh, wait. You can't. Because your husband changes jobs every five minutes. Meredith is a piece (laughs) of fucking shit. I have your back and I'm offended by that. Fuck you. That fucking piece of shit garbage whore. (laughs) I fucking hate her. She's a whore. She fucked half of New York. She can go fuck herself. End scene. Oh my god. Where is your Oscar? Like, on the way. Not even that. Where is your BAFTA? Where is your Olivier? Where is your Scooter? Where is your Scooter? In her garage of her foreclosed home. Oh my. All right. Um, Woo! Yeah, she's still in there because a family friend bought the home for her so they can pay him rent. But mm-hmm. y'all heard that from me. I need family friends like that, the fuck. Anyway. Um, anyway. That was my on that note, just to lighten the mood because I'm sorry, y'all, but the first 20 minutes of our past two episodes have been horribly depressing. Yeah. And I apologize for that. Yeah. And because yeah. the world is so awful and it's so nasty and it's so sad and I just... Yeah. Disgusting! It's disgusting, but we're still here. We're. I was waiting on it. We're still here. 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 So that little, that, I think she's, I don't want to say her nationality or her ethnicity, but the girl who recreates like all those crazy ass dancing moments with her dad now, she'll be on Instagram, but I think she's really a TikTok star. Like, she'll take, like, Disney Channel movies and, like, remake them with the way they dance. But anyway, she remade Tisha Campbell's I'm Still Here performance. Oh, I got to find that. I have and to find it that. was hilarious. <laughs> and her dad was, like, one of the backup dancers. Oh, my God. <laughs> and her dogs, per usual, just looking at her like, girl, we're The dogs tired. are paid actors at this point. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. The dog is a paid actor. But that's all I have for you guys tonight. Yay, yay. Um, My on that note is... Wait, wait, wait. wait. You had another on that note? I didn't do it on that note. I thought you said you were going to do a TV show as your on that note. No. Oh. I was like, wait, what? Y'all, Kiki is out to sabotage me this episode. I'm a saboteur. Like, is this your way of telling me I am fired from the podcast? This is all you have to do is say it. I am pulling an Elon Musk. Ooh. I'm changing all the passwords tonight. Changing all the locks. No, go ahead. Um, so my on that note is an observation. Um, I want to start it by saying I don't have the solution in mind per se, but it is an observation and I really want to work towards finding a resolution for it. So I have noticed need kind of like need a resolution. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, 
Um, I have noticed I was scrolling on TikTok, as I always do, and I saw this conversation um where this young black professional was discussing how a lot of her trauma in the workplace was the result of black women in leadership and on like C-suite positions. And a black woman who was in leadership responded and her statement was, well, think about why we have to be that way. She said, a lot of times my black employees were sneaky and she said something else. And I asked her, I was like, I need you to elaborate on that. But then she proceeded to berate the young professional because she was like, this is the conversation that shouldn't be had in front of mixed company because conversations like this are why black women don't get the opportunity to be in leadership. And for me, <sighs> a, I feel like I don't know because on one hand, I can honestly say two of the most influential supervisors I had, well, not even two. Yeah, two of the most influential supervisors I've had were black. Um, when I was temping for a while after college, before I started grad school, I had a black supervisor who was the reason why a lot of my work is centered around organizational psychology. She is the reason why I I work the way I do. This just phenomenal woman. But then also a black man, um, my supervisor when I worked at Emory Law. The reason why I have the job I have in big law now and the way that I move throughout my role and I have kind of been able to get not instant success, but I've been able to kind of like establish a very good reputation in my job is because of the training I got from that black man. So while yes, I have two black leaders in my life who are very influential, I also have a black woman who was a leader who possibly contributed to me having a very terrible mental health when I was working under her leadership. However, I wish that there was a way to create space for black professionals to express what they need in the workplace to thrive and to be cultivated. And I wish there was a space where Black people in leadership could receive that, but that would require them to respect someone. And I don't know if we'll ever get that. But I just wish that we could figure out a way to have these conversations about how we interact with each other in the workplace and how we should go from being each other's greatest enemy to being each other's biggest advocate in the workplace. But I don't know how we get there. And I don't know how we have that conversation away from the prying eyes of the colonizers and the flower rangers and have them look at that as a reason not to promote us. But yeah, um, there has to be space for black people, especially black women to share their story and figure out how to best help them without a blaming them for it and b telling them that they can't have that conversation because the white people were here like we got i want to figure something out i don't have i feel like i don't have the resources or the bandwidth but it's just something that's really been kind of like jumping out at me lately and i've been just seeing a lot of it from a HR standpoint lately. So yeah, that's my on that note. 
I think how we create the space is to just do it and to, in a way, cease the dialogue and just spring into action. Yeah. But that's just me and my Sagittarius way of thinking. Yeah, and because you know, there's always going to be that one r- dumb person who's like, "We can't do that in front of master." Oh yeah, like it's like I said, it was just it very like I said for me, I felt like the other concern is we can't have this conversation in front of quote unquote mixed company because oh, mama, because it's not. It's not... Us tomorrow. <laughs> yes. 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 It's my song gonna sell us. Um, but it's bad faith. (laughs) The conversations are the the. That's what I'm saying. The responses we have these conversations and we we have these spaces. Yeah, that's where it stops. Like no one ever takes the initiative to move forward. Yeah, it's just it bothers me. Um, also, master, I've been working. Master, I've been working. Sunday Mississippi. <laughs> it's your fault. Um, and let's stay together in the nice But yeah, who knows? Maybe I might work on something. Like... Your foot in your head. Okay. Matter of fact, that might be something I'll discuss with my mentor because she and I have a um meeting scheduled this week. And, you know, I might ask her, I might bounce that idea off her. Because, like you said, I want to know what can be done and, like, how we can create action items and actually just not talk about it. Be about it. You feel me? I'm tired of talking. It's, it's 2022 and that man is about to come back. So I'm tired of talking. <sighs> and on that note, Kiki, where can the people find you? Because, ooh, that is really Um, <laughs> You guys can find me. <laughs> primarily on instagram at k-dior i clock in on twitter if i'm watching a tv show and to get into the mess at k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r and also at brown sugar bookworm um i somehow missed my one year mark so i have a big giveaway planned Ooh. and i'm partnering with bad girl brew for a giveaway Ooh. Ooh. so yeah the girls got partnerships, y'all. The girl, see, I've been in the trenches with the bad gal brew since the beginning of Twitter. So, yeah. Um, y'all can find me Ash always talking on both Instagram and on Twitter. And um, strangely enough, I'm starting to get active on TikTok. And by starting to get active, I mean, TikTok has a feature where you can repost videos now. So that's why I spend all my days doing. You can catch me there at The Country Cosmopolitan. That's T-H-E-E-C-O-N-C-O-U-N-T-R-Y Cosmopolitan. And yeah, um, I'm still trying to live out my best dog mom dreams. So feel free to contribute to y'all for nephew I don't know if y'all can hear him in the background because now his father has emerged, so he's playing. But yeah, help me buy Cody toys and buy him a North Face jacket for our holiday photos. Do you want a holiday card? I would love, you know I love stationery and mail. Oh, okay. I love USPS. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
um yeah guys thank you guys for listening hopefully we can speak to you when it's december yeah and um the love is blind recap is coming love is blind more tea keeps coming out after the fact so i'm trying to what you think is love is truly not but yeah it's on the way y'all it's coming (laughs) Alrighty, y'all. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoy your um November eating holiday. Get you some good food. Yeah. Yeah. Or some Chinese food like I'll be doing. I, I mean, girl, I would have brought you a plate. I eat Thanksgiving food year round, but we don't have to talk about it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.